Hello and welcome to episode 373 of the Veg Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, I am going to be talking about a few jobs and seeds that we can sow throughout December because, well, we're into December now. But firstly, we have what I've been up to over this last week in the diary section. Well, it's the 28th of November 2020 today. I'm down on the allotment, as you can probably tell. Now, November seems to have flown past really, really fast. And I think for much of it, we've had rain. And this has really delayed my sort of plan on the allotment. Today, I wanted to really tidy things back up. I've been concentrating a lot on clearing out the cooch grass and the weeds in the beds and around the edges over the last few weeks when I can. But what I've neglected was the strimming of the grass paths and mowing over everything with my mower, which I have found to be a really good way of making compost. And I thought today I would spend a few hours getting on top of those. So I pulled out my petrol strimmer, my petrol lawnmower from the shed. And neither of them would run. Not quite sure why. I spent a bit of time focusing on trying to get those running. But I haven't brought any of my tools down with me today to really get into it and have a look at what's going on. So next weekend I may have to go into the shed and try and fix those two up to get them working. Now, earlier this year, I spoke about my newfound love of battery garden tools. At home, I've got a battery strimmer, chainsaw, uh, what else have I got? Quite a few battery-powered tools that I am absolutely in love with. They are great at home. And they'll be great on the allotment, in all honesty. The only reason they're not on the allotment is because I had the old petrol strimmer and the old petrol lawnmower down here anyway. And I like to leave tools on site because I think it's just annoying having to load up things like lawnmowers and strimmers every time. So I like to leave those tools on site and I can afford for those to get stolen. Also, it seems a bit frivolous to buy new battery-powered tools just to leave on the allotment. So yeah, that's really annoying. I spent about half hour trying to get those both to work, and I'm not sure why they're not working. I'll have to next weekend take them into the shed and have a good strip down and clear out and just see what is happening. As I couldn't get on with those, I then concentrated on pulling out more and more of the cooch grass around the edges. I've been concentrating on like the rhubarb area, the globe artichoke area and the raspberry area, which I'm pleased to say I've now, I won't say on top of, but I've got it reduced down quite a bit that I'm at a state now when I just come along and can just quickly run around like I do with my beds. It takes me a few minutes and I'm on top of it and got them all cleared and ready to go. So that's got those areas into a better state and actually i'm quite pleased i've done it i'm gonna have to mulch them all with compost at some point soon we've got one compost bin that is now ready so i can empty that and start throwing that around and uh, get on top of that i'm pleased with that so i'm gonna head on home now i at home i've got quite a few things i want to do i've had actually had it's going to be something coming up in the future, a delivery from a company called Subpod who make an underground compost system. 
going to be brilliant at home in the garden. I'm going to mention that now. I'm, I'm going to be reviewing the product in a few weeks' time as we've set it up and tested it out and see how it works uh, before I actually go and recommend it. But what I've seen so far, I'm really impressed with it. Check it out, Subpod. Really, really cool looking system. Right, well, that's it for today. So it's Monday, the 30th of November, the last day of November. Can't believe it, November does seem to have flown by. Now, you will have noticed that I haven't talked about Sunday. And unfortunately, Sunday, I just felt rather rough. So I didn't do anything. And I'm annoyed with myself for that because I hate not doing anything. Um, And I feel like I've now left myself a day behind or lost a day that I could have got a lot of things done in the garden but well it is what it is I can't help being ill and especially at the moment I think it's important that when we're ill we start just looking after ourselves. Now today being Monday I have been to work and of course as I ended up working late on the one day I really wanted to come back early but when I did get home What I managed to do was to start emptying some of the stuff out of this potting shed. Now I want to take down this potting shed as you no doubt know. The plan is I'm building another shed just um, in the corner. I've had a few problems with the cladding that's meant to arrive, well it was meant to arrive weeks ago and it hasn't turned up. And I cannot get hold of the company at all. So I've had to do something that I absolutely hate doing. I've never done this before. And contacted Trade and Standards. Reason I've contacted Trade and Standards. This company is remaining nameless. I'm going to say that because of the fact I have taken it to Trade and Standards. But the reason I've contacted them is that they are not answering my emails or my phone calls. And I've been following their Facebook page and their review site. And I'm seeing a lot of other people are having the same problem. But worse than that, some of these negative reviews and responses are being deleted or being flagged as inappropriate, including my own. There was nothing inappropriate about mine. And the company, Trustpilot, uh, the review page did come back for more details and have now released my negative comment. The fact that they're doing that suggests to me there's something very, very wrong. I don't mind if they are unable to deliver in any time soon. It's the fact that they have not let me know what's going on, have not answered my emails, have not answered my phone calls. That has annoyed me more than anything. So because of that... I have gone down the trade and standards route. I paid on my credit card and I'm going to get my money back for that. But that's delayed my shed build because I've now got to wait for that money to come back before I can then buy cladding from elsewhere and get on with it. I was hoping by now to have that shed built so I can take down this shed. But because I've got a bit of time, what I've started doing is just emptying some of the bits and pieces out of this shed into places where I can store them for the time being and just get this shed on the empty side. I'm not happy about it. I would have preferred to move it straight into where I wanted to go, but time is marching on. I need this shed down. I need the other shed built, and I've just got to go on and, and work my way around it. 
So yes, that's what I've been doing this evening, just starting to clear out this potting shed and get rid of a lot of the stuff in here that I'm not using or not going to need anytime soon. I'm going to be sad to see this potting shed go in some ways. It's been a good little, good little shed, although it's not the best shed. It was very roughly built by my previous owners and I think it looks ugly. But it's served me well for five years now and um, the next shed is going to do me just as well. Okay, so that wraps it up for this week. Uh, what have you been up to in your own allotments, your own gardens? Please let me know. And uh, now it's going to be time, of course, for a commercial break. Well, hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far. We'll be back with the content in just a moment, but I just want to take this opportunity to ask if you would consider becoming a member of the VegCrowd Podcast Supporters Members Club. It costs just £5 a month, and for that £5, it enables me to keep the podcasts going and encourage more people to grow their own food. But in return, what you will get for that £5 is each month you get several packets of seeds sent directly to your front door, and these seeds can be sown in that corresponding month. Added to that, you will get behind-the-scenes podcasts, videos, blog posts, a lot more content for your money. To find out more and become a member, head to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk and click on the Supporting Members link. December is often a quiet month in the garden with certain other distractions becoming more of a priority. But if we are dedicated enough to brave the cold, there's still plenty of tasks that we can do in the garden of allotment. Now firstly, seeds that we can sow. And actually, there are still a few seeds to sow. It might be a case of catching up seeds that we haven't had enough time to sow, such as broad beans and peas, or sowing a few more just to bring us up in, in time. Now, boar beans and peas, I've mentioned these over the last couple of months. Varieties such as Aquadulce Claudia for the boar beans or peas such as Meteor, they can still be sown for an extra early crop next year. Onion seeds can also be sown. They tend to need to be sown under glass or indoors in a, a cold greenhouse, a, a cloche or something like that. Traditionally, the day for sowing exhibition onions is Christmas Day. And I'm thinking... I might have a grower growing competition onions this year. I will talk about that nearer the time. What else can we sow? Well, in terms of salads, we can still sow winter lettuce, such as winter gem or marvel of all seasons. We can sow lamb's lettuce and mustard greens. Again, these will all need sowing under glass, such as in a cold frame or greenhouse, just to uh, uh, help them along a little bit. But what I feel December is really great for sowing is microgreens. Now, I've became a real great lover of microgreens this year. They are a quick feed source that can be grown indoors for some fresh, healthy veg. Now, while they are easy, I did find in the summer months, I, I found them to be a bit surplus to requirements. However, now I will certainly be sowing more. Now the microgreens I'll be sowing include amaranth and cress and these microgreens don't exactly produce a huge amount of food to live off but what I see them is like a, a salad or a garnish to go on the plate with the rest of a meal just to get some nice fresh healthy homegrown food into us. Now best of all these can produce in just a couple of weeks and there are lots of different varieties that can be sown to add plenty of variety. Now finally 
there's something that I'm really fond of sowing throughout the winter, and that is herbs. Again, I've mentioned these a lot. There are plenty of herbs that we can sow now, and these include parsley, dill, chives, mint, just to name a few. Now, I like to sow these in a, in, in pots on the windowsill or in the greenhouse, and they are ultimately very successful, and they just provide another early crop, but quite often they can produce for a long time as well. So that brings us up to date with what we can sow throughout December. Let's move on to what tasks we can tackle. Now, if you are planning to plant rhubarb, this is the month to plant it. Just make sure to add plenty of well-rotted organic matter. Rhubarb are incredibly hungry plants. Added to that, if you already have some well-established rhubarb crown that might be about five years old or older, it's a good time to split the crowns. Now we simply dig up the crowns and split it into three. The outer two edges can be replanted, but the woody centre core, that should be thrown into the compost heap. It's probably not going to produce much and it's had its time. The crowns that we have planted, we're going to let those plants grow and we don't harvest anything from the first year just to establish it and let it build its energy up. But this is a great way just to rejuvenate some of our rhubarb that haven't performed well. And in fact, it's something... I'm going to be making sure I do. It's also a great time to plant fruit plants too. Raspberries, blackberries, gooseberries and currants. These can all be bought in bare rooted format. They will need planting immediately in this case, but they are so much cheaper. However, rooted plants, they can also be bought and planted while they are still dormant if you feel a bit more confident about that. You might also want to take some hardwood cuttings of some of the fruit trees and herbs in order to gain more stock. I did talk about this on last week's with the herbs that I was doing at that time. But I'll also be taking more cuttings from some of my fruit bushes over this month. It's also a great time to repair any broken beds, which is so much easier to do at this time of year when everything is a lot quieter. If you still have plenty of leaves that have fallen off the trees, sweep them up and place them into a compost bin to make leaf mould. Now again, I spoke about this just a couple of weeks ago on a a previous podcast, but um, it's well worth doing. Now finally, these darker nights, it's going to give us a chance to plan for 2021. I think next year plans will be re-attempting some of the plans for 2020 that didn't happen. But what I always like to start is just thinking about my successes and failures from this year and seeing what I can do differently or what I need to do differently. I will also go through my seed collection and just see what I need to use up first and what I actually have. Then I'll work out what else I want to grow by looking through seed catalogues that have come through the door searched online. Now I also try and plan out where I'm going to grow certain plants and mark them out on the sketch of my plots. Added to that, any projects that I want to do with timeframes, etc, etc. It's a lot of work and nothing ever really goes to plan, but it's just a great way, I think, to to get motivated and excited for the year ahead. Well, before I close up for this week, I have the product of the week. And this week, I have a book for you. Now, this book is How to Get Kids Gardening by Lee Connolly. Now, Lee has been on my podcast many, many times. I did interview him about this book back in February. And Lee is a very good friend of mine. But regardless of that, I would still recommend this book. I've got a copy myself. And I've actually brought my niece a copy too, because I think it is absolutely brilliant book. 
Now, while this book is titled How to Get Kids into Gardening, I do believe the title should be more How to Get Your Family into Gardening. It's much more of a family-friendly gardening book. And this book comes in three sections. First section is Grow Your Own, which has a guide of some simple, easy-to-grow food to grow with simple, easy projects. Most of the materials in this can often be found in the recycling bin, and this could include a project called the Topsy-Turvy Tomato Planter, which is made from a plastic bottle. Now, most of these projects are actually, to me, very Blue Peter-esque, i.e. recyclable materials. Section 2 is a wildlife section again ways to encourage wildlife into the garden with projects made from cheap materials such as a a frog pond made from an old washing up bowl the third section a fun section which to be honest i think gardening is fun anyway but as a way to enjoy the garden as a family this just adds that extra element to it now if you are looking to get into the garden with your family more or just want to encourage a family to get outside more This is a great book for that, and I highly, highly recommend it. You can buy this book on Amazon, which at the time of recording is £12.97, or you can buy a signed copy from skinnyginggardener.co.uk for £10. I will be adding links to buy this from on the blog post for this episode on the veggroundpodcast.co.uk. Well, that is it for this week. I'll be back again next week, as always, and hopefully I will have some better news to share with you. If you want to contact me, you can email me richard at thevegegrowpodcast.co.uk. Leave a comment on the blog at thevegegrowpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Podcast. Until next time, please take care.